Thank you for joining us for Revive the Drive, a ministry of the Bethany Fellowship of Churches. We live in a world where time is a precious commodity. One of the avenues for reviving our souls is the necessary commute to and from the many places our schedules take us. As the wheels of the car begin to turn, join our panel and set the wheels of your mind in motion as you consider the significance and impact of theology on everyday life. Let's listen in as our pastors talk theology. Welcome back to Revive the Drive. I'm Pastor Art Georges, and I'm joined by Pastor Rich Burkle and Pastor Daniel Bennett. And men, in this session, we would like to talk about the topics of death, the intermediate state upon death, and heaven. It's been said, and we hear it often, that the only thing that is certain in life are death and taxes. Uh, We as pastors can't offer a great deal of comfort with respect to taxes, except that we ought to, as Jesus said, render unto Caesar or the governing authorities what uh, belongs to them. Uh, And Romans chapter 13 would encourage us to pay our taxes uh, to support the government that God has appointed over us. But we are called and can, by virtue of Scripture, offer a great deal of uh, comfort and hope when it comes to death. Uh, Death is inevitable in this fallen world, uh, and so we want to talk a little about uh, what happens to the believer and even the unbeliever upon death and uh, what is called the intermediate state uh, before what we've talked about before of glorification and then ultimately heaven. So, men, what, what happens to the physical body and the spiritual body upon death, upon a person taking their last breath. Well, we know that for the believer to, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And so at the moment of, of death, the believer's uh, soul uh, passes from from the, the physical body to, to, to heaven, to the presence of, of God. And I think um, that's, that's a very hard thing for us to grasp because we are so connected with our material body. And I believe that in heaven we'll be, well, we know that we'll have a, a new body. We'll receive a, a new body. And so the idea of being separated from our body and, and what the soul looks like in the spiritual realm, I think that's a hard thing for us to grasp, which probably, you know, I think this is a helpful thing to talk about because um, there are probably very few people who are listening to us right now who haven't experienced uh, the death of someone that, that was close to them that, and that, that they loved. And I think there's a natural tendency uh, on the part of the, the hu- uh, humanity to to try to seek out what's beyond the grave and, and often in some unhealthy ways. So like Leviticus 19.31 talks about warning against necromancers and trying to, to seek after the dead. And so so that's what I believe happens to the to the soul of the believer after mm-hmm. after they die. Good. And well, even at the outset of our, our conversation about death, we recognize that death is not something that God uh, originally designed into his good universe, uh, but that came about as a result of sin, and it's considered an enemy. And yet for the Christian, um, while it's an enemy, and uh, there's aspects of it that are, are painful and grievous and sorrowful and difficult and and very, very hard, um, Yet at the same time, we recognize it is also our doorway into eternity. It is that completion of our union with Christ. We uh, 
we talked last session about our union with Christ and and you know the apostle Paul says to depart and be with Christ is much better that that his present union with Christ is real it's significant but it's it's not complete until we actually are with him in his presence and uh and that's what we have as believers uh to look forward to at death so so again I, I, it's it's interesting because we have this strange mixture as believers mm-hmm. in our view of death we we see it as grievous you know Jesus i believe wept at the death of Lazarus so in in uh in the face of those realities of the of the hard aspects of death and yet um it's not it, it's not without hope and uh, we recognize that there's an aspect of it, as Paul would talk about, that we actually say it's going to be better. It's going to even be better for us. Mm-hmm. So uh, we have this mixture of both of both sorrow and, and joy and hopefulness in the midst of that. Yeah, both that, of you have mentioned the reality that uh, when we're absent from the body, we're at home or present with the Lord. Uh, explain uh, why Scripture sometimes refers to death as the person sleeping. Well, I think, first of all, going back to that idea of being absent from the body, of being present with the Lord, um, I think it's also an important thing to, to, to realize that that verse tells us something about our existence as well. Because I don't know if you guys ever t- have talked with a Muslim apologist and what they'll say regarding death and, and Jesus Christ. They'll say, well, how could God die? Mm-hmm. And their point is, how could God cease to exist? But... That's not what death is. Death isn't the cessation of existence. It's it's the passing from this life to to another life. And so, um, I I believe that's what uh, that also helps us answer the question you asked about why does it sometimes refer to as as sleep because it's talking about passing from this realm of existence to to the next. And so, for the believer, that is a a restful transition. Mm-hmm. One idea about that definition of death too that helped me uh, as I was uh, growing up was. Uh, the the idea that death is a separation so physical death is a separation of the body from the soul so uh, it's not a cessation of that life but it right. is a separation it separ- separates the soul and the body and then that helped me to think also then about other kinds of death for instance um, spiritual death is a, is a separation of our soul from God that mm. that uh, we're no longer connected to Him and uh, and eternal death again secures that separation forever and ever. So so we're all born dead. We're all born separated from the life of God, and salvation unites us to him. And uh and yet uh we once once we have that that union with Christ, that life is ours forever. So we never need to fear the second death, which is uh the eternal separation of the soul from God forever and ever. Um Kind of in that quaint phrase, you know, if you're if you're born once, you die twice, and if you're born twice, you die once. Mm. Um, and so, uh, so it's it's help, been helpful to me to think of death as a separation, not a cessation. Mm-hmm. We mentioned the intermediate state uh, by virtue of what we've said that uh, the believer goes into the presence of of God Almighty. What is the intermediate state for one who is not in Christ, one who is not a believer in Jesus Christ? Well, we know it's a it's a time of suffering. It's not the ultimate suffering. It's not you know the uh, the great judgment. But there is a time of judgment that we we believe people are experiencing now as they're separated from God in in this uh, death afterlife. It's, that's the unbelievers. That's the unbeliever, right? Right. 
We don't want to think about that with as yeah. believers. That's right. That's right. That's another doctor. <laughs> so, but yeah, so so the intermediate state is is the state in between the time here on earth and the ultimate time of the resurrection to for those the righteous, it's the resurrection to life for the wicked, those who are outside of Christ, it's the resurrection to judgment. Right. And right. so there's a time in between those two periods where the soul experiences either uh, joy in God's presence, and I, I think the story of Lazarus and the rich man is is probably uh, describes that better than any other story we have in the Bible of Lazarus who was very poor and the dogs licked his wounds and uh, in this life uh, he he died and he went to Abraham's bosom where he's comforted and find joy and then the rich man of course uh, in that in that same season was experiencing great pain and suffering. Right. Right. Good. Good. Well, let's talk just. Well, I was just thinking uh, as 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 you talk about inter, that intermediate intermediate state um there's a a natural curiosity i think that people who've had loved ones die have toward okay what are they doing now what are they doing right how do i know this is true and i was thinking about that uh, there's several books that have come out regarding heaven and people who've said i've I've gone to heaven or my little boy uh died and came back from heaven what what how, how do you guys pastorally approach books like that and, and there might be some difference of opinion here regarding how yeah. we would do that. Yeah. Well, first of all, I'm careful because the people that bring these uh, just excitement about these sort of works, uh, generally, uh, I don't want to crush their excitement, but I want to remind them that uh, any experience that someone has that isn't uh, verified by Scripture is all good and well, but what we need to focus on is what the Scriptures say. We don't need uh, these extra books in order to bolster our faith in heaven or our our hope of heaven. Uh, Jesus said in that same uh, story of the rich man and Lazarus that if we won't believe Moses or we won't believe the Word of God, then we won't believe if someone comes back from the dead, uh, that that that's not going to change our mind. And so we need to focus on what God has given us, the the Word of God, which explains all that God has intended for us to know about death, the intermediate state, and even the heavenly abode. Yeah, um, you know, experiences are experiences. We we can't comment about uh, the reality of them. They're they're what people experience, and so um, when a person has an experience, we can say, okay, I I believe you. I guess about your experience, I have no ability to. To determine uh, whether it's it's uh, true or not, but our understanding of experiences have to be uh, rooted in in Scripture because um, uh, everyone's experience uh, is not de- determinative about regarding truth. Uh, but God's word is is the truth upon which is our foundation for thinking about life and thinking about God and thinking about the future. Um, and so, for instance, in those stories, uh, we have to acknowledge that there are unbelievers who have very similar stories, mm-hmm. people who would deny Christ and deny God altogether, and yet they die, they see a great light, and they feel this uh, warmth and peace. And, right. and so it's, it's not, well, I, I'm doubting your experience, but let's think about what happened. Mm-hmm. And, um, and there are a number of options we have before us. We could say that experience is from God, and it's, it's God's revelation to man. 
we could say, well, it's it's from the angel of light, you know, someone who seems to represent God but doesn't, you know, it's from the satanic realm. Or you could say it's from uh, uh, sort of our our, our biological own processes, psyche, right? Yeah. It's it's, it's uh, like dreams, you know, that, yeah. that that may not be from either source of God or or Satan so much as uh, our natural experience in the world, right? I think that's good, and uh, Art, I, I appreciate what you said too about the the idea of the, the necessity of of books like that or of experiences like that because uh, we we do know that that we have everything we need to understand and believe God about heaven in God's word. Mm-hmm. So these these experiences aren't necessary in order for us to have faith and, and believe. And I probably tend to be very very skeptical of uh, of stories like that because I believe of that there's a no matter what, we would say this isn't the same as a, a, a full-fledged death. You know, we think about there's one opportunity to die, and, and then uh, that's that's it. And and so I, I tend to be kind of skeptical. But I, I think, Rich, your, your point, too, about uh, people's experiences and our inability to, uh, to to tell them, no, you didn't have that experience is, is pretty limited. Mm-hmm. Right. And yet Scripture does provide us with a great deal of information that does help us to interpret Right. experiences. So, um, you know, for instance, if if their experiences uh, about heaven, their descriptions of heaven don't match what scriptures say, then we can say, well, that certainly is not from God. So, yeah. We're not saying you didn't have some experience in which those things were thought about in your head, but we're not, that doesn't, just right. because you had that experience doesn't mean that you went to heaven. Right. In, in one of the books and uh, that, that uh, was referenced earlier, uh, the the person said that they went to heaven and there was no songs that were sung about the death of Christ because huh. the death of Christ is a sad event. And so that there were no songs huh. sung about the death of Christ. Well, you go to Revelation and, and you see people <laughs> right. standing around their home talking about worthy is the Lamb who is slain, slain. you know, yeah. to receive power <laughs> yeah, and glory. Yeah. And so, so that doesn't match the scripture test. And mm. then you know you, you have. Uh, uh, the story that the Apostle Paul tells in Second Corinthians twelve, where he won't even he's he himself has gone to heaven, but he says uh, that uh, he heard things that cannot be told and that man may not utter. Right, um, and he was fearful. In fact, he says as a result of him having that experience, he experienced this thorn in the flesh to keep him humble. To keep him humble. And it seems like already he's pretty humble about things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yet uh, it was something that that uh, he he held that that sacred a- aspect of that revelation with such a degree of um, heightened holiness. I guess uh, something that's set apart not to be told. Mm-hmm. I think in one more addition, we do have people who died uh, and came back to life, like Lazarus, for instance. Sure, and I, I think it's very instructive that we have no record of them ever saying anything about their experience. Right, you know, so certainly that is not the focus of Scripture to find mm-hmm. out what these mm-hmm. folks experience, and and that other things become the focus. I, I think it's Christ Himself. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Well, I believe we're out of time. What a great conversation on uh, death and the intermediate state. We didn't touch much on heaven, but we certainly dealt with it in the sense that uh, heaven is that place where Christ is and we will be with him in glory until his coming again and bringing us with him to rule and to reign on earth. So thanks for joining us again for another installment of Revive the Drive. Uh, We'll see you again soon.